Welcome to another edition of the Conversations That Matter podcast. My name is John Harris. This week is going to be just, we, we don't know what to expect. It's going to be a crazy week. And um, I've noticed that some out there who are uh, on, on my side of the social justice debate, especially in, when it comes to the church, um, uh, some uh, are understand or think or suspect there's election fraud. Others uh, are skeptical of that claim. And I want to break down some of, uh, ask some, some questions about this and, and hopefully break down and help under, people understand why there is kind of a divide, why, um, why some Americans, and I, I put myself in this category, are, are very skeptical. We think this is a, one of the most important moments in the history of uh, the United States, uh, the Republic. And, um, and here to, to help me do it uh, is Matt Williams from How to Build a Tent. Hey, I appreciate you joining me, Matt. Thank you for, for coming on this uh, Zoom session with me. Thanks, John. I appreciate you having me. So Matt um, does kind of what I do uh, in a way. I mean, we all focus on sometimes a little bit different things. But Matt, uh, every time I have seen his material in my newsfeed, it's at least in the last few weeks, it's been focused on the election. So I asked him, since he's so focused on this, if he'd come on and help us uh, navigate this uh, field. So um, Matt, your website is howtobuildatent.com. Is that correct? Yeah, that's my website. I'm on the Fight, Laugh, Feast Network pod, podcast stream. Yep. You can check that out. Um, yep. Also do Reform Jellical wherever you listen to podcasts. Um, typically, my How to Build a Tent show is focused around business, but after the election, I realized uh, focusing on building businesses and building your finances when you're, the walls protecting all of that is collapsing around us doesn't make much sense. So for the past couple months since the election, I've kind of switched gears and pivoted to focusing strictly on this because I think it's the most important um, battle right now of our lives. So that's Agreed. kind of why I've been focusing I've watched all the Senate hearings, the state Senate hearings, the legislature hearings. I've read a lot of the lawsuits that have been filed and seen a lot of the evidence. So I'm not necessarily a legal expert. I'm not an attorney. I'm not a constitutional uh, scholar by any means, but I'm definitely been plugged in, informed, and been seeing all the stuff that's been going yeah. on. So well, I'm neither glad to talk founding. to people about it. The founding fathers were not constitutional uh, attorneys either. I, I have <laughs> to add, they, they would have been kicked. They wouldn't have made the bar uh, today uh, about the document that they themselves put together because uh, of all the precedent that you have to know and all that. But Gosh, that's um, such a good point. We are we're kind of getting back to uh, the the foundation, the fundamentals, what really matters, and uh, and and it's being tested right now. Um, so anyway, and, and by the way, I should add, for those who know who A.D. Robles is, some of you do, uh, when Matt just mentioned uh, Reform Jellical uh, and that podcast, that's uh, you co-host that with A.D., so uh, it's a familiar yeah. name to some out there. But Matt, let me uh, start with a, just a basic question uh, when we get into this, the, the most basic of all, perhaps. Did Donald Trump win the 2020 election? With a resounding yes, I can say that. I was thinking about how... How I can express this in the most clear ways, and I really can't find any clearer way to say it than taking an excerpt from the lawsuit from the Texas um, Attorney General to the Supreme Court. When, at the moment that Donald Trump was leading in the election at, I don't know when it was, 11.30, 12 o'clock Eastern time at night, when all the states, never before in history, all decided to stop counting at once, the odds that he would win all of those states was one in quadrillion to the fourth power. And the very fact 
that he can overcome those odds, Joe Biden, uh, just proves that he won, that Donald Trump won resoundedly. And there, there's reasons for why all of these weird things that we've never seen before happen in elections happen. And these insurmount, insurmountable statistics were overcome by the most uninteresting, <laughs> unattractive person, political candidate in history. Yeah, uh, I remember going to bed that night and just thinking, okay, I guess we're you know, getting to four more years of Donald Trump. And I, I slept pretty well thinking that Biden uh, had not gotten in. And then I woke up the next morning and I think like a lot of Americans, I was pretty shocked. Uh, but, you, you know, that's been buried uh, over the past, uh, you know, since, since that time, uh, uh, almost uh, two months now, I guess. And um, that's, we just heard the mantra over and over and over again that uh, Biden won, um, the Electoral College voted. Uh, there's, there's no way to, I mean, it's just a tinfoil hat wearing conspiracy theory to even suggest that Biden did not win. Yeah. And um, so I want to get into some specifics because there, I mean, I, I'm sure you've looked at the Navarro report and some of these other, mm -hmm. uh, then there's a number of websites, where's, where's the, the proof.com I think is one and Sydney Powell, I know has her own website where she's trying to shine light on this, some of these things, but it can be overwhelming. So yeah. I wanted to narrow it down. Can you give me maybe like five or however many you think is digestible uh, examples of fraud that you can point to and say, Hey, that's, that's proven right there. There's some fraud. Yeah, I can definitely. And I think we it's probably even better at a higher level too to talk about just the different ways that this happened as well. Uh, so two of the websites that I use, everylegalvote.com, hereistheevidence.com. That's what I was thinking of, hereistheevidence.com, yeah. Yeah, and those are great sites. Like there's thousands of pieces of evidence with sources. So it's not just allegations that are from anonymous sources like a lot of our media press does today. Um, but actual sources to evidence. I really encourage everyone to go look at that for themselves. Uh, and just before we get into this, I just want to say this, because just to give some background on me, a lot of you guys don't know me. I didn't vote for Trump. I uh, think like a lot of us did in 2016. I, was, I just didn't believe him. I voted for him this time. But for me, the reason why this election is so important is not because I think Trump is our savior, like a lot of people are trying to peg us to be, or I think that he's even really the solution to our problems. But we're just at a point right now where there is so much blatant fraud for those of us who have watched and seen it, where there's no going back. And either there is going to be a, a, a suppression of voter turnout where people are, are not going to believe their vote counts anymore in the future, or there's just gonna be an encouragement to continue all of this fraud that we're gonna go over and kind of discuss and what happened to a further extent. If you get away with it, you're gonna to continue to do it. And so that's why I think this matters. It's beyond Donald Trump. It's our, the foundation of our Republic, the democratic process to elect people. So that's why I think it's important. The fir first example that I like to go to because the press didn't cover this at all is the Wisconsin Supreme Court had two rulings, one went against Trump and when one was ruled for the party that was representing Trump, it wasn't specifically Trump that was filing the suit, but it was a party that uh, was on behalf of Donald Trump for all intents and purposes. And one of the, th that one court case that went in his favor, the Supreme Court of the Wisconsin um, state was that people that used their indefinite confined status, which is basically an absentee ballot, for Wisconsin, um, using COVID as the reason was 
illegal and did not uh, meet the standard that the legislature put forth. And the governor said they did. That, I mean, the, gover the governor basically said you can use that as an excuse. Afterwards, the Wisconsin Supreme Court said you couldn't. And that covered 220,000 votes. The margin in Wisconsin is around 20,000. And according to the Trump legal team, they've already found 55,000 as of last Tuesday, 55,000 votes that were for Biden. So this court ruling alone of evidence of fraud using and getting around the voter ID system to vote absentee using COVID-19 uh, ruled by the Supreme Court of Wisconsin is could flip the state. I don't know exactly how it's going to play out with drawing back the electors that were already sent. Um, but that is one of the clearest cases. And I love using it because the narrative is all of those court cases have been thrown out and dismissed. And that's just not true. Well, there, there was two. Uh, didn't Wisconsin also send a separate slate of electors? Um, seven states did. All seven. the six swings, all the six contested states, and then also New Mexico, which is always an oddball state. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, and many don't even know that because that wasn't right. reported. Uh, what I saw, I mean, I, when I go uh, into like the gym or something and they have, you know, Fox News and CNN next to each other and you look up there, you know, the headlines were the Electoral College voted and uh, and Biden's the president uh, on both networks. And, um, but that's, uh, they, they did not cover the fact that there were dueling electors. Um, why don't you, why don't we take like a little uh, side sidestep here just for one moment. Can you explain that to people, what that means, dueling electors? Yeah, it's really interesting actually. And this has been a great uh, lesson in civics for me as well. Um, so the constitution, from my understanding and what I've researched, doesn't specifically tell states how to assign electors. So there's been issues in the past. This isn't the first time that it's happened. There was one in 1887 or 86, I believe it was. It's back in the day. It's happened a few different times where certain bodies of government from the state, either the governor or the legislature or a mix of those, disagree on who won the state based on the state laws. And so what will happen is in some rare cases, the governor will send their slate of electors and the legislature will send their state of electors. Uh, electors. In this case, the electors themselves and parts of the legislatures from these different states sent unofficial, quote unquote, uh, electors to Congress to be counted on the sixth coming up. So we have Biden having the official quote unquote electors sent from the governor or the legislature, depending on the states. And then we have also a separate envelope. There's, they're literally mailed to them of um, uh, Trump electors. And the reason they did that is for if fraud is determined in the substantial amount and there's the political will for the uh, Congress, either the Senate or the House of Representatives, and somehow the VP factoring into that decide that they don't want to count them or shouldn't count them. They have those other slate of electors already there and they don't have to go back to the states. So all the swing states did it, Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, Georgia, Arizona, Nevada, and then New Mexico as well. So, they basically, so basically when Mike Pence goes and counts the states in order of and opens up the letters sent to them of their delegate sent, the elector sent, he's gonna have two envelopes for Arizona. And I, that's the second state, I think, that gets opened up. So it's going to be really interesting to see. 
So this happened, um, the most recent example, I believe was 1960, I believe, and it was Hawaii. That, oh, yeah, that's right. Mm -hmm. uh, they had, they had um, certified for uh, one of the candidates and then on the presidential level, and I can't remember which one initially they had gone for. But then when it uh, when they actually counted, uh, I, I think the Hawaiian legislature had decertified and recertified for another candidate because the margin was so thin. And but but it was such an inconsequential thing at that time. Uh, this is we've never seen this before, where you have this many states, which suggests obviously that this is a widespread, perhaps even bigger than the seven uh, who sent dueling electors. This is a voter fraud. Uh, this is the voter fraud caper of history. Um, so why don't we let's get back into the the evidence here. Okay. So so you um, you pointed out uh, a good example of that. What are some other examples though that we can look to and say, OK, uh, you know, because you pointed out in Wisconsin, they didn't follow their the laws uh, with mm -hmm. mail and ballots. What, what other examples do you have? Cook. So we have, for example, in Pennsylvania. And now let me just say this before. These are just examples that I picked out. There's over 4,000 affidavits of different types of voter fraud. And we can talk about the different types that we have of um, people that have written sworn affidavits that is the same as testifying in, under, um, under perjury in court. It has the same significance if they're lying. We have videotapes and all of this stuff. Uh, another one in Pennsylvania is where the county records, the total amount of votes summed up from the county is 200,000 more than what Pennsylvania's uh, state database says voted. So there's over 200,000 votes extra that the counties are reporting than the state as a whole for registered voters. And so there's a huge discrepancy there, which goes into the ballot stuffing fraud schemes that we've seen and all of these different schemes that we've seen with how they've scanned in multiple ballots and all of this different stuff. But the big, the big warning red flag, um, the sniff test is somehow Pennsylvania has 200,000 more votes than voters. And so the specifics of why that is, we still don't know because the secretary of state is a Democrat in the state pushing back, not uh, being compliant and helping us get down to finding out what exactly is the reason for this. And if you remember, this is a secretary of state that said he's going to that Joe Biden's going to win the state before the election even happened. So um, there's a lot of discrepancy there. Um, and then if you also remember Pennsylvania and Philadelphia and in Pittsburgh, this is where they were uh, kicking people out. There was aggressive behavior. They weren't allowing people to observe, which for those of you who don't know, you're supposed to be able to have uh, people from each party observe the vote count so that there's no cheating. They literally were kicking people out of the precincts, calling the cops and having the cops escort people that were legally allowed to be there and observe. So there's a whole, it's a whole scheme. It's not just you can look at one individual event, but that is in, for example, in Pennsylvania, that is a big red flag. Yeah, I, I actually uh, used to work for uh, when I lived in New York uh, Board of Elections. Uh, I would, I think, three years uh, for the Conservative Party, and uh, and we did. I don't think they were Dominion machines. I think it was we had a different company at that time. But um, but I, I understood that immediately when uh, the proceed because you're talking about procedural uh, issues in Pennsylvania when they were not letting people come in and count. I thought, wait, hold on, that's standard to have right. uh, all the party political parties represented. And I, I wasn't even a Republican. I was just part of the conservative party. And, mm -hmm. um, and I was part of that. And so you, you know, you, 
uh, at the end when you call it in, um, you have everyone come together and basically put their stamp of approval on uh, you know what the machine tabulated. So, so that for for those who aren't aware of how that process works, uh, I mean that is that is absolutely insane. That and it's insane that uh, the media turns a blind eye to this when there's so much video footage of it. Um, other examples, we, we, we looked at some procedural things, some laws not being followed, some discrepancies. Uh, what about like, you know, smoking gun type stuff? I mean, do we have any anything else that like you can point to and say, OK, we know that these specific votes are illegal or not for Biden uh, or, or sorry, for Biden. Um, and, and they and they aren't they don't represent voters or we know mm-hmm. that these votes specifically for Trump were thrown out. Anything like that? Yeah, I mean, there is high level statistical analysis of this. There's in Michigan and Wisconsin at the very same time, Joe Biden, or not the very same time, within uh, 30 minutes, I believe, had 100% voter dumps for him, 100,000 in one and I think 98,000 in another, where the batch was 100% Joe Biden. Um, This also happened in Georgia, which all of these precincts are Dominion voting machines. Um, if you want to know the truth about if the Dominion voting machines are compromised or if they have the ability to do the things that we've talked about or that are being labeled conspiracy theories, all you have to do is go look at the user manual, which I have. And all of these processes are noted in the user manual of how to dump votes, how to add votes, how to change votes. Uh, so That's there's insane. like the high statistics. It's insane. Yeah, it's insane. It's insane, it's insane that any, that's the, the crazy part is anyone who would point the finger and say, if you suggest there's voter fraud, uh, you must be crazy. Um, or, or if you think it's enough now, now they're going to, uh, cause it, it first was, there's no voter fraud. Then it's like, well, it's not significant voter fraud. And now it's, well, it's not enough voter fraud to overturn the election. I mean, the, the pendulum's moving, the, the goalposts are moving, but, uh, yeah. you know, it, the, when they accuse you of that, I mean, they're the ones that are insane. They're the ones mm-hmm. that are are wearing the tinfoil hats, thinking that man is is I guess not corrupt. That man is they have such faith in man that they're going right. to get, you give them a tool to uh, get, get what they want to rig an election, and they're not going to use it. That's crazy talk. Of course, you know, sinful people, and especially as Christians, we should know that that's that's just in the heart of man to do that kind of thing, and so. Uh, um, Absolutely. Well, you know, I, I saw a video uh, in Georgia of the suitcase being yeah. pulled out. That's one that I've been pointed to a four lot. Four suitcases. How, how many? Four. Oh, there were four. Okay. Yeah. Although the fact checkers will say it's not accurate because it wasn't suitcases. It was containers. I saw one <laughs> fact check saying it was debunked because of that. <laughs> well, you know, so if that's one, the, yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. If that, if that's the, the, the you know, the, Thing they're taking issue with the fact that it's not an actual suitcase you, you know that uh, those who are questioning the integrity of the selection are in the right uh, on that well, absolutely and john these are the most common fact checks that we see they're they're fact checks where it says oh this has been proven fraud or this i mean this is proven to be inaccurate the experts disagree with this and all this stuff and then you go click on what they're they're fact checking it's like this happened on tuesday at 9 36 a.m and it's like no it was actually 9 37 a.m that it happened it's like that has no like material difference to the claim but you just find one little thing to nitpick and then you could put the alert on it where everyone just automatically dismisses it without researching it further. That's the game. I mean, we just saw that with the recording. I don't know if you got a chance to see it. The Washington Post leaked a confidential uh, phone conversation with Trump. And it was, 
it's illegal for one. Uh, the person that leaked that can go to jail for it, or the at least Secretary have some of civil. State. The Secretary of State, correct? They leaked a five sec or five minute clip of it and just parsed it and clipped it to make Trump look terrible, and then later they released the whole clip. But the narrative was already set and people already made up their minds. They're not going to go listen to the hour phone call. They're just going to keep listening to the clip. And it's these shade, these shady games and the gray that they play in. It just is deceiving. But yeah, so going back to your video, the Georgia video, and this is interesting because at first people were like, oh, why would they do something illegal when they know they're being videotaped? And the answer to that is they didn't know they were being videotaped. Those cameras were not from the Secretary of State. They weren't part of the county. They weren't part of the voting um, process at all. It was from the stadium they were counting in that those are used, those cameras are used for people that sue for slipping and falling and those kinds of accidents. They didn't know those cameras existed. And so that's why they were so blatant about it on camera. They didn't know it was there. And then the fact checks are where Oh, the observers didn't weren't told to leave, even though you can see them that they left, uh, that they were told to leave in the video. And then of a another water main one break. It was a water main break that turned out to be a urinal. Which, if you think about in a stadium, <laughs> what does that have to do? Yeah, like every stadium, anything? sports stadium I've ever been to has a leaky urinal. So, <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> For sure. And what's interesting about that, too, is they shut down around the same times the other states did, too. They just had, they just had an excuse for it. And what? so uh, the last thing I wanted to say about that yeah. is, one, even if they weren't told to leave and they just left, one, those ballots were in a place the other ones weren't. Why were they hidden? That's, un that's illegal for Georgia state law to have those ballots hidden underneath a table away from all these other ballots that's like a chain of custody issue and then two why do they continue to count when there's no observers so even if the fact check is true and they just all of a sudden decided to leave and then come back a couple hours later for no reason they still shouldn't have been counting those ballots and then you can see on the tape they scanned the same ballots over and over again um, we can talk about dominion in that process later well, that's what i want to yeah, get into sorry. yeah keep finishing that let's talk about this one last thing and so what one data analyst did on the internet is timed the data dumps of when the reporting of Biden votes and Trump votes were logged into the state and reported with the timestamps of the video. And the count for Joe Biden was like 133,000 around votes to 4,000 for Trump during that time when there was just four people without observers just scanning and ballots themselves. Well, that, that makes sense. Um, <laughs> right? So, I want to get into this Dominion thing. Uh, okay. there, so, so recently, I don't know if you saw this, Patrick Byrne, um, mm -hmm. former CEO of Overstock.com, hired, I guess, a some kind of a cybersecurity team. To He's monitor. been working on that team for the last couple of years. Yes, exactly. Yeah, this is yep. pre-2020. Uh, he had a cybersecurity team that was working, I think, among other things. I think it wasn't just the election, but, but he had them, I guess, monitoring the election. So here, here's the claim. Uh, and 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 there's some uh, news organizations in Italy uh, apparently that are covering this. He caught mm -hmm. the council, the president of the Council of Ministers of the Italian Republic, uh, Minister Conti, uh, who also happens to have been the one to um, sign the China's Belt and Road Initiative uh, in Italy. Uh, but he was, I guess, working with Leonardo. This. Mm -hmm. uh, organization that is cyber Defense contractor 
contract defense contractor thank you mm -hmm. um along and the claim is along with this rcia now this is like i mean this is where people start saying wait rcia and the secret <laughs> intelligence service of great britain to rig mm -hmm. votes for joe biden and so the votes would be transferred from to frankfurt germany and then to not the votes themselves but the um the way that they were tabulating them uh and then to italy for leonardo to then rig them somehow and so could you explain this at all to, to our viewers because it's a very confusing yeah. thing so if it just very simply uh just to start off from the hardware perspective the votes were entered pretty much in two different ways or should have been entered in two different ways there's actually more ways they could have been entered um, but just for the simplicity's sake of how how could votes be tallied in another country is these systems these touch screens um, I, there's not, they're not called touchscreens. They're specifically something like pin pad or I, they have a tech, they have a specific name for them, but basically they're an iPad where you'd go and you'd say, I want to pick Joe Biden or Donald Trump. And it's just typically what you would see on any iPad that used for like signing, signing things or paying for bills or something like that, leaving a tip, that kind of thing. Or they were scanned in from the absentee ballots because remember tons and tons of mail-in ballots, millions of mail-in ballots uh, were cast this election because of COVID. Um, and all that. So they were either entered in through the uh, touchscreen yourself in person, or they were scanned in for these specific precincts that had Dominion, Seidel, and um, the, third, the third company escapes me right now. Um, and what would happen with the physical ballots, the mailed in ballots, they would be scanned in and the originals would be destroyed. And so when we see recounts and things like that, they're not counting the originals, they're accounting the digital copy created from the scanned in ballot. And so when we see these recounts that just magically have, or not magically, but are the exact same counts roughly, it's mm. because they're not looking at the original ballots comparing the signatures, they're comparing the new scan the machine created. And there's actually video from a Georgia um, officer showing how she was able to change ballots from the digital scan where she can completely change the votes, delete the votes and all that stuff. But so anyways, so everything becomes a digital copy. Either you're in person doing the touchpad and you're creating your digital uh, ballot that way, or it's being scanned in from paper and it's being created a digital copy that way. And then the originals are disposed and the network, and you can see it, it's all laid out in um, a mapping org chart kind of way where those ballots then went to Frankfurt, Germany. And it's funny, you go and you look at, um, at the, um, the government of Germany who controls the internet, they were astounded and couldn't figure out why there was record-breaking German traffic for the internet. The internet had the highest day of traffic on our election night. Hmm, I wonder why. <laughs> um, wow. And so what, yeah, it's amazing. And they were, they, and you could see it on their Twitter account. They were speculating, like they were trying to think, was it a football game? Was it something to do with Brexit? And they couldn't figure out why. And what you're, <laughs> so what you're referring to, I is, did not know about that. Yeah. Yeah. I'll try to show it. I'll try to get it to you later. So you maybe put in the show notes or something. Um, so they have record breaking traffic and they're because all these votes are going there to the servers in Germany and what's breaking what you were talking about is it was actually then being rerouted to Italy in a U.S. embassy where the CIA contractors, and I actually have a picture pulled up right now, where the Italian um, intelligence agency thought that they were very sketchy and they have pictures of them and they were following the contractors that were the ones responsible for the algorithm 
that was in the Dominion systems flipping the votes from President Trump to Joe Biden. And so they were the ones in this release that we got yesterday morning from from Italy press were the ones who told all the states to shut down all at once. So there, someone had to tell them, and we were trying to speculate, who could it be? States don't just automatically do something they've never done before and stop counting votes. And they definitely don't do it all around the same time. So who was the one who told them that? It turns out it was these people operating out of the Rome embassy in Italy. And the way, they were the ones who wrote the algorithm. And so here's another element to it, unless you want me to stop right now. No, 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 please keep okay. going. So this is the thing that another data scientist shown and proved, and it's a scattered plot, it's a scattered chart. Anywhere that a precinct used a Dominion voting machine and the CIDL software and all of that package, Joe Biden, whether it was a Biden district or a um, Donald Trump or Republican district, outperformed 5.6% across the board. And so what happened, the reason why we saw these states shut down, if you remember in the very beginning of this podcast, I said it was one in quadrillion to the fourth power, the odds of them, of odds of Joe Biden overcoming the margin that he needed in all four states. The reason they shut it down is that 5.6% that they um, created in the algorithm, this flip votes, wasn't enough. Donald Trump outperformed so much that they had to stop and recalibrate and change data. And some of this change in data we have on CNN. I have videos of it downloaded from election night where you see Donald Trump losing votes. You should never lose votes in, <laughs> in a election. Right. And yet we have it. And so that's what that whole scheme was. And that's, that's interesting. So it's the tabulators essentially. Now here, here's the question um, in the, these tabulators who are changing, switching, uh, telling people to shut down. I mean, We've I've heard the CCP is part of this. Uh, I guess they had found even actively in Georgia during a hearing last week, uh, yes. one of the machines communicating with a server in China. Um, yeah, they hacked into it live during the hearing. Yeah, uh, which, which <laughs> it's insane. That should be front page of every newspaper in America. That should be breaking news on every news station. No one covered it except it's war. It's, it's an war. act of war. It's an act of war. Uh, and so you have the CCP, uh, mm -hmm. then you have, you know, the Italian government supposedly or elements of it, uh, the CIA, like I said, and um, the the British uh, kind of you know, for all MI6. intents and purposes, mm -hmm. yeah, secret intelligence, but it's kind of like their version of the CIA um, mm -hmm. have been, uh, they've been kind of suggested that they're involved in this who's the bad guy or are there just a bunch of bad guys <laughs> like yeah i so we know let, let, let's just talk about for for one moment our own cia and the fbi because uh, i think a lot of us still want to believe that our government's good although as christians i don't know why you would think that uh, just inherently we're sinful people specifically when you get to be in secret and compartmentalized for security reasons you would think that sinful people are going to do sinful things um, but remember, we just got off three years of the FBI, the State Department, the CIA proven to spy on Donald Trump. It's not a conspiracy theory. It's not something that's made up by right wing loons. It is now all out in the open. They spied on Donald Trump. They admit it. This is the same cabal that is now just applied to this election. That is my contention. Now, 
who's the ultimate bad guy? It's the CCP, the Chinese Communist Party. And I say they're the ultimate bad guy, not because there's all good people in America. No, there's tons of people that are compromised, that are involved, Republican and Democrat. I personally believe that uh, the governor of Georgia and the secretary of state should go to jail, should be tried for treason for what they are doing. I think they're actively involved in this and that's why they're stonewalling. I can't think of any other reason why Republicans would drag their feet and not help the president unless they have something that's going to convict them and um, basically indict them. Um, so I think basically China is doing the plays, running the plays from behind the scene. And we're seeing that with all the data coming out. I don't know if you saw two weeks ago or three weeks ago, something like that. There was a, this release that there's 2 million CCP members in the UK and the United States. And in major corporations, it came out a couple of days after that, that they have board members in the top four auditing or four accounting firms. Um, there's people in the legislature. There's people in Congress. We saw with um, Eric Swalwell. Yes. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and this is the thing that people need to realize is Feng Feng, which is her name. She is not the spy. Eric Swalwell is the spy. She's the agent controlling him. And same too when Diane Feinstein had her 20-year chauffeur being a spy. The chauffeur wasn't the spy. Diane Feinstein's the spy. The chauffeur is her handler, is the agent her, herself or himself, if it was a guy or a girl. I don't know. Like that's what you got to understand is agents go into other countries and they create spies. And that's what we're right. seeing. So the CCP has been buying people off, has been funding different things, including Antifa and um, just different things to kind of collapse the system, have spies in areas that um, are in our government and top secret. And for example, Eric Swallow is still in the Intel subcommittee right now, even in the new Congress that just got voted on yesterday. He's still on the subcommittee for intelligence. So uh, yeah, China is the one pulling the triggers, although there's a lot of bad actors that they've compromised and uh, should be standing trial for treason. So, so this is the, the part where people... Uh... I think some people that understand all this, because I mean, there are those who have watched, like you have, all these committee hearings, all um, they, they've been paying attention to the sources that are reporting uh, mm -hmm. what's going on, the reports, the data analysis, et cetera. And some of them are getting discouraged at this point. They're saying, well, what's the point? Yeah. What's, the, what's the recourse for this? We literally have uh, compromised members of Congress that are hearing intelligence briefings and they have an influence on our policy uh we're at war i mean that's, i'm just trying to uh kind of relay how i think they feel that we're at war uh with with china with um perhaps those in our own midst who are not hate our country want mm -hmm. to cut it down to size w what are we supposed to do at this point i mean it, it seems like a pretty dismal situation if you're called conspiracy theorist every time uh, you bring this up. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you have to realize, first of all, who the enemy is. And I think that it can be helpful with the discouragement because we're seeing the media who uh, there was a report that just came out a couple days ago that are all taking dinners and trips to China and have funding from the CCP. And they're all monolithic. They all say the same thing. Even Fox News, if you remember on election night, Fox News called Arizona the moment the polls closed. That was not an accident. And they stuck to that story for a long time. Even now at the end, we see that the difference was 10,000 votes, even if the numbers are 
accurate, which I don't believe they are. And I think Arizona is eventually going to flip. Um, but Fox News is even in on this. And you have to understand that these people are purposely giving you a narrative to discourage you. That is the objective. And so when you just identify the tactic being used against you can help. But yeah, we are in a desperate situation. We are in a dire situation. And I've seen a lot of people compare this to 1776. And I hope it doesn't get to that point where we are actually shooting each other. Although some of that escalation has happened. Portland, a guy got assassinated for wearing a Trump hat, got shot in the back of the head. Um, someone got stabbed in the prayer rally at Washington, D.C. a couple weeks ago that no one covered. I mean, there is this kind of warming up of the Cold War, for lack of a better term. Um, so what do we do? First of all, we resolve in ourselves that we're not going to give up. That is the easiest way to lose our country. That is the easiest way to lose any battle. That's the, you know, like I talk about business a lot. That's the, the easiest way to not be successful in business is by giving up. And so you just have to resolve in yourself that you're not going to give up especially when this is so important. I have a lot, I have kids. We're fighting for the country that we want to give them as well because like I said, the CCP is controlling all of this stuff and we're starting to see the totalitarian acts of the Chinese being applied in the Democrat party. And so what do we do? We resolve in ourselves that we're going to fight for this because it's important and we're not going to bury our talents. We're not going to bury the treasures that God, God's given us, the citizenship, the freedoms that we've had, the ability to do things for the kingdom in this country that no other country has been able to do. And then we start being informed and we start being participate. We start participating in the system again. The reason why we have compromised and terrible leaders and politicians is because we've been terrible. We have not been engaged. So the engagement that a lot of us have had in the last couple months can never stop. Like it doesn't stop if we write this election and make sure every fair vote was counted and all the fraudulent ones are kicked out. We have to continue to be active, engaged citizens that are informed and are engaged and holding people accountable. I mean, we're responsible for this mess. And I, I want to say one thing very, it, this is, not the full spectrum of what you just talked about, which was very good, what you just said. Uh, but but I just sense that I should say this. I don't know who this okay. applies to. But there there is a sense in which some Christians go to churches where the expectation is all of social life pretty much should be found in the church. And you shouldn't have much of a life outside the church. Uh, you should that, that shows a lack of commitment. You should be at the church every time it's open or um, and, and I, I am totally, look, my dad's a pastor. I'm totally, uh, supportive of being involved in your church. You need to be involved with your church. You need, you need to use your spiritual gift with which God has given you, but that doesn't mean, uh, that you should not be involved with other institutions or associations, uh, in the world that you live in. And, um, I mean, I'm, I'm a husband, I'm uh, a citizen of my local community and my country, um, there, there's other responsibilities that I have other than just to uh, the Christians who I do love. That is a, you know, that's as an identity that I have. I'm a Christian. That is a top priority uh, to be a blessing to them, minister to them with my gifts, to be ministered to. But that's not everything. And um, and so I, I just felt like I needed to say that for for those who might be under that spell. Absolutely. Something that helped me. And I grew up in the same way that you did. I think, John, I grew up at Calvary Chapel, got saved there. Um, preach the gospel simply. And that's just preach the gospel basically was the whole thing. And then I started uh, engaging with a lot of my reformed friends and they started talking about sphere sovereignty and the idea that there's different, there's three different spheres of authority that God has given 
the government has a sphere, the church has a sphere, and your family has a sphere. And that has been so helpful for me to kind of uh, better articulate the message, the discipleship of making, I mean, the commission message of making disciples of all nations is we're teaching people how to be disciples of Christ in all three of these spheres. Like we don't just do church because we have a family and we don't ignore our family. We raise them and teach and teach them, teach their family to be disciples of Christ, pushing them towards Christ. And then in church, there's a certain sphere of authority there. And there's certain things that we do in church, the sacraments and all those different things. And so too with government, there is a way to honor God in government. And part of us being disciples is teaching people, our government rulers and ourselves, if we are in government, to be pleasing and glorifying to God. Just because we're in government as a profession or we're engaged in discourse or we're holding our leaders accountable, doesn't mean we stop calling them to repentance and being disciples of Christ where they're at. Um, so that's been really helpful for me and how to think about engaging people from a glorifying God perspective. That's excellent. Um, I'm, I was going to look up the quote and I'm not sure if I can find it in time, but John Calvin said something to the effect of there is no higher office as the civil magistrate in the institutes. Um, and someone can go look that up, I guess, after, cause I didn't have the time. It just <laughs> sparked in my mind as you said that, mm-hmm. um, that he did, you know, this is not a traditional Christian belief that, we should be separate from the political realm. And that's, you know, that's the world and, and the, you know, we're in the church or something. No, you know, be involved in those things. Um, some practical things right now uh, to, to, that we can do in this situation, because let's face it, if, yeah. this, if this is allowed to, to stand, this stolen election, then it's kind of like game over from, they can just steal every election from this point forward, which means, and I, and I you know, and, and I realize the government's been corrupt. There's always been corruption, but I don't realize, I think people realize, some people, that this means your civil liberties are gone. Like everything that you've enjoyed up to this point, uh, which have been good things, um, it's good to have the freedom to share the gospel, right? And <laughs> we can agree yeah. on that. It's good to have um, the freedom to go provide for your family, to fulfill the responsibilities God has given you. That's what rights are. They're tethered to those responsibilities. You won't have that anymore. Uh, right. And it's going to be, you know, it, it won't be all at once, but, you know, it will be quick. Uh, and, you know, look at what the World Economic Forum is saying about the Great Reset. Look at uh, what Kamala Harris and Joe Biden have said about the Great Reset um, and, and uh, building back better and these kinds of things. They're, they're, you know, our civil liberties are on the line. And that's what the Constitution was designed to protect, to give, to, to provide an alliance for mutual benefit for those who are parties to it, states. And then... Um, to uh, protect the civil liberties that we have. And if it's, if, if we're not, if we don't have a way to do that, we, and, and we still, we just live under the illusion that we're a constitutional Republic when that piece of paper uh, isn't being followed, then um, we're, we're just going to slip into tyranny. And so right. um, the time is now. And so I just, I, I know maybe we can't flesh out every single avenue for uh how to approach this and what to do about it but uh, for me i'm going on the six i'll be there in washington um i'm going to be part of that rally um I've, I've gone to some of the other rallies um for and it's not about trump it's about you know the, the fraud it's mm-hmm. about the integrity of, of our voting um i so i I've, I've been doing that i've been trying to raise the alarm as i can what are some other things people can do what have you been doing matt yeah right now as of the fourth uh, we're, as we're recording this right now, before the sixth happens is kind of a, a change of strategy that we would do. But right now you call your legislatures, you call your governors, you call the secretary of states, you email them and you tell them to honor their oaths and 
uh, that they need to submit to what God has created, their own civil government, that they are ruled by the Constitution, that they have a duty to do what is right, to have fair elections, call them, call them, and call them some more because they bend to political pressure. And we're seeing this. If you remember, there were three deadlines that the media and politicians told us where it was just, it's over, it's too late. It was back when they voted on, the states all voted for the electors. Then it was when it was sent to Congress. There's all these deadlines that stop being deadlines because we're continuing to put pressure on them and we're continuing to ask them and encourage them to do what is right. So you need to call, even if you don't live in these swing states, still call them. I call them all the time. I usually have to leave a voicemail or it's busy, but that's the pressure that we need to have going forward. What about local um, so sheriffs? No one's brought this up that I can, I, or I haven't heard it at least. What about mm -hmm. local sheriffs in these municipalities that have, there's Dominion machines sitting somewhere. I, I've always wondered, okay, why can't the sheriff just say, we're going to get some police officers and go over there and uh, impound these things and we're going to take a look at it because, you know, I have jurisdiction over this uh, particular county or whatever. I yeah, mean, that's great. Uh, people should call, call your sheriff. I mean, it might be an idea that he's never even considered or she. So, um, <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. And you definitely got to be praying for them and telling them that you'll get their back because that's going to be a bold move. But this is, this is what we do right now is we be engaged citizens that are informed we encourage them, we pray for them, and we tell them that they need to do their duty because there's immense pressure. Like the, the Chinese Communist Party has heavily influenced this. They're pressuring them from their side. We have the crazy left that want to take away our liberties and want us to be locked in our homes. They're pressuring the politicians too. So they need to have a positive pressure as well from us. And if it goes past the sixth where uh, Joe Biden is elected, it gets a lot more hairy and it gets a lot more um, consequential, I'll say. But right now, what you need to do is be engaged, is to not be discouraged and to be calling and being an active citizenry. Okay. Well, that's good, Matt. Uh, in closing, give us a few websites to go. You already uh, mentioned yeah. some voter fraud websites. Every give legal vote. Every legal vote. Here is the evidence. Both of those. Here's evidence.com. Everylegalvote.com. Um, there's a lot of independent journalists on Twitter that are phenomenal. Um, if you want to reach out to me, I'm on social media, how to build a tent or email me, Matt at how to build I can plug you into any specific sources if anyone wants to do more research. Okay. I've enjoyed Patrick Byrne stuff uh, yeah. lately. I think he's, he's on the right track. Um, I appreciate it, Matt. Uh, thank you for joining us and talking about this and, uh, you know, God bless and we'll be praying for our country. Thanks, John. Appreciate it. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. 
VLN's Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.